This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for a suite of professional-grade products from Protocol for Life Balance, which can help manage stress and promote a positive mood. Makuna Purians, 5-HTP, and L-Tryptophan. They support proper brain and nervous system function, relaxation, and restful sleep. Their ingredients are of the highest quality and backed by solid scientific data. They're available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome back to the second part of today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla wherein we answer your questions. Questions come to us via radio program at AOL.com. And I'm happy to see that our mailbox is uh, staying relatively full. Yeah. Uh, People are utilizing this channel for getting their questions answered. Yes. Good deal. Keep the questions coming. Keep the questions coming. Thank you. We've got one from Ben. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I developed serious pain in my neck in the middle of the night eight months ago. The pain never went away. A recent x-ray and MRI showed severe spinal stenosis and severe foraminal stenosis. So the foramen is the channel in which the uh, spinal cord passes Mm -hmm. between the bones that constitute uh, the vertebral uh, bones that are a column of bones. Vertebrae. The vertebrae, Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. I'm not sure what my neurosurgeon will advise, but I suspect surgery. I practiced a very athletic yoga that frequently put pressure on my cervical spine. Could this have caused my condition? Is there any way to avoid surgery? I'm only 55 and otherwise in great health. Oh, goodness. Ben. What say you? Because you do yoga. Yes, I do. But I don't stand on my head, number one. Mm -hmm. I I don't do that. But there's another called shoulder stand. I do, yeah. I've shoulder that, stand yeah. is, it's supposed to be good for thyroid or things like that. Shoulder stand is like a headstand, but you're literally on your shoulders. You're lying down on your back. And you put and your you feet, lift up. you put your feet back behind you. No, no, you are oh. straight up oh, like straight a headstand. Up, straight up, yeah. You're straight up like a headstand. Isn't there a variation where you then you could. gradually lower your feet behind you? Yeah, you took yoga in college? I took yoga in college and shoulder stand was where your feet were, were straight up in the air, just like in doing a headstand. So that could put a whole lot of pressure because your head is literally bent like yeah, this. It, the floor is it. right behind you. I've done it. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that much. Right. Don't do it. Be careful. Because as you're older, you know, you already, there is a natural narrowing and loss of flexibility sure. in the spine. Yoga is supposed be too much. to keep that yeah. supple and everything, yeah, but, but, but yeah. still, or you don't want to hold it too long. He's saying an athletic yoga. I'm wondering if he was doing an Iyengar yoga, which could be a little more, yes, definitely athletic instead of the, uh, the, the, the vinyasa yeah. or, or any of that. But still, yeah, Ben, it's possible. But so, how, how could we, how, how can we say so, with any certainty exactly. that I, that's what here's, did it? Here's my interpretation. I'm not sure the yoga was the proximate cause of it. Hmm. The yoga may have uh, brought it, it out. Yeah, yeah, brought it out. But, yeah. you know, uh, everybody has a little bit of what could be termed spinal stenosis, narrowing. Hmm. And that's the reason why older people sometimes have, a, have weakness in the lower extremities or pain in the neck. Uh, I'm moving my head, moving, just, just just thinking just about thinking this, about this yeah. predicament. Yeah, yeah. In, in, wow. in sympathy, right? Yes, having sympathy pains. Uh, it's hard to know. Uh, it, it. I wish there was a a natural procedure that's going to alleviate that. 
Um, you know, it, unfortunately, sometimes some form of surgical release is necessary, and the surgery yeah. is not 100%. It's a very delicate surgery, so right. I, I wouldn't That's embark on it casually, but especially if you're having, like, pain and numbness in your uh, hands and weakness in your arms. What about and, chiropractic? Well, you got to be careful with that. I mean, very gentle chiropractic, yeah. but, um, you know. Yeah, or some kind of osteopathic manipulation or yeah, something perhaps. like that. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, Gen- right. Gentle manipulation. Yeah. Oh, Ben, we hope you feel better soon. Yeah. All right. Thank you for writing. Good point of which to pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here goes. Please listen up. Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to our questions. What's next, Leland? This is from Jane. Oh. My 43-year-old daughter complains of being tired. She has a newborn, six months old. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's a reason. We could just stop right there. Yeah. That's a reason in and of itself right. to be tired. You thought you were tired before you've ever had a baby. You were a sissy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I've heard. I'm not a mother, but this is what I've heard. Yeah. And oh, I believe it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've babysat newborns too. Yeah. Where, wow, it, that's all your attention. It, and that is it. So that you, is it. After a few hours of babysitting, you feel really pretty washed out. Oh, no, you I, I forgot that I had to go pee for eight hours. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I was so focused. This yeah. was 28 years ago, yeah, yeah. in fact. And, and I just remember that whole experience. Anyway, my 43, 43-year-old daughter complains of being tired, has a newborn six months old. Baby sleeps and naps, seldom for four or five hours in a row, including nights. Yeah. Uh, Jane says, my daughter is nursing the baby. She also has a five-year-old, takes okay. full care of the house, full-time job, tries to catch up. Is there any problem to taking anti-factor okay. Okay. while she's breastfeeding? There's no, it's not a, it's not a stimulant, you know, so it's not going to make the baby, you know, uh, hyper or, or have. Can you get up. a nanny? <laughs> yeah. No, here's the thing. But, but seriously, we, yes, we, we yes. might look at this person and say, look, I, I mean, we're not going to completely dismiss, miss her, uh, fatigue. Due to the exigent circumstances. I mean, yes, yeah. of course. But yeah. it's fairly typical for women of that age to have iron deficiency. That would be the first thing I would look at, right? Sure. Uh, because sure. in addition to sleep deprivation, they could have – because number one, being a, a, a young female uh, who menstruates, um, you know, I'm not sure her menstruation has resumed because breastfeeding sometimes prevents that from right. happening. But uh, – 
pregnant, each pregnancy draws a lot of iron out of your body, and it also draws certain other nutrients out of the body. Like calcium so she out might, of your teeth. yeah, she might need a, a whole, uh, you know, nutritional assessment. Uh, to see what else is to see, Yeah, I mean, because she might just be, if, if she's like, uh, you know, on a, on a scale of 1 to 10, like 9 now, you know, mm-hmm. with the right nutritional support, she might end up being a 6. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty pretty, pretty knocked out, but yeah. not, yeah. Um, you know, uh, completely devastated. Right. She could be low in B12. She could be low in any number of any things. Any number of things. She's a 5-year-old and a newborn. Yeah. That's a lot of pregnancy drawing out the nutrients, nutrients yes. and all of that yep. and maybe she was unable or was unable to replenish all of that yes. and oftentimes you could think you're perfectly healthy but you have some deficiencies in addition she's breast, she's breastfeeding so she has yeah. nut- their additional nutritional demands exactly and what happens is preferentially the nutrients go to the baby yes uh and thereby robbing the mother of some of their her reserves right and you know what uh, many people don't know this, but you expend, women expend more calories breastfeeding than during their pregnancies. Oh. You expend, maybe, maybe you need 200 to 250 more calories during oh, that's pregnancy. That's interesting. Yeah, no, no, I've, I've heard that. Yeah. But when you're nursing, you need right. about 500. So, in other words, don't put the feed bag on during pregnancy. You might gain too much exactly. weight. It's not good. But, but when you're nursing, you might, yes. You can eat. <laughs> yeah. You can eat. Your right. 500 is your going. Your food factory. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Wow. So burning up all the nursing fat, hips and yeah. thighs, things like that. But you you also need the additional calories as well. Okay. So there could definitely be So, I mean, it might be from. worth, you know, getting a, yeah. an assessment of some of these basic things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's one thing to wing NT factor at this person because it is helpful for fatigue. Yeah. But it... If fatigue is due to some other cause... Like low iron or low B12... It, it, it may not address that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, Jane, thank you for that question. You're a very lucky grandmother. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's see here. And this one comes from, from Mary. Dr. Hoffman, I know you recommend magnesium L3 and 8. For the brain, I'm very sensitive to magnesium supplements. It's called, we, the brand name of that is Protosorb Magnesium by yes, Protosorb. Um, Protocol by, for Life mm-hmm. Balance. Mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive to supplements. I use Jigsaw Magnesium, which we know is Okay, time with gentle release. magnesium. Yeah. I am APOE3 slash 4. That's good. I mean, 4, four is not so good, but that, that usually is not such a big problem. Yeah. Is there a type of magnesium that would be best for me since I'm well since we're kinds, working on the brain sensitive? per se the most yeah. uh, the most uh, uh, brain targeted magnesium is the magnesium l three and eight that's true and so if we that wanna, would be the one yeah that would be the one and you know if you could you could maybe even break open that capsule maybe right. take half of it so you could start at a lower dose Mary's looking for a lower dose to see how she tolerates it in case she has a bad reaction. Some people usually, have paradoxical reactions. Usually, uh, you know, the, the biggest reaction of magnesium is the laxative effect, but mm. that's not going to happen with those uh, not forms. Not with three and eight. Not probably not. Uh, just comment on the ApoE three four uh, is this is actually thought to be the Alzheimer's gene. It's just actually one among many, which in combination can increase the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease early. Uh, ApoE44, double hit, homozygous, that's very problematic for yeah. high risk. Uh, ApoE34 is, puts you a little high risk, 
but it uh, it's it's pretty clear that with lifestyle measures you can mitigate that exactly. and even fully overcome that. Right, even so, before four, even maybe before mitigated four. with a ketogenic mitigate. diet. Yeah. But four four is, is 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 trouble. That's why I said three four yeah. not so bad. Uh, I am a three three, I think, which is. Um, not increased risk. Mm-hmm. Have you been tested? Do you know? I've not, I don't remember being tested for APOE. You don't remember? How long have you had memory problems? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> remember, we're doing a podcast. Okay. Exactly, okay. exactly. So, yeah. All right. So that might be the way to, okay. APOE 3 slash 4. All right, Mary, best of luck. Try try the L3 and It's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, that look, for clearly... This would engender some nutritional support. So we would look at yeah. things like curcumin, uh, sure. a brain-absorbable curcumin, uh, and fish oil. fish oil with high DHA, DHA. and maybe some energetic things for the mitochondria like uh, <laughs> NAD, true niogen. L-carnitine, uh, uh, acetyl-L-carnitine. Ubiquinol or CoQ10, yeah. you know, some of those types of things. Uh, make sure there's no methylation defect because if you have a methylation yeah. defect and you have the APO, you've got even more trouble. So then you might need, you, be able to detox uh, well. you know, uh, methylfolate and yeah. B12 and so on and so on and so on. So, on. so it, but it, 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 there's a program. Mm-hmm. It's also a lifestyle program. It's like, you know, uh, maintain optimal weight, maintain optimal blood sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things conspire to put one at higher risk. Right. So it's not inevitable with that one gene that, you know, mm-hmm. there's, and there's, it's irretrievable that you're going to go down that pathway. True. True. Okay. We've got a question from Gabby. Dear Dr. Hoffman, this is in reference to your recent article, UPFs. What are they and why are they so bad? UPFs, ultra processed foods. Among them, you listed protein isolates. I've been using whey protein isolate as a recovery food post-exercise. It's touted as a pure source of branched-chain amino acids. What is your objection to using protein I, I think there's a terminological confusion here because there are certain protein isolates that are used uh, as flavor enhancers uh, in industrial processed foods. Right. And um, so... I, I don't really have a problem with whey protein isolate because mm-hmm. it's rich in certain key amino acids. It's also sure. a source of glutathione, mm-hmm. uh, and it can be fine. And the branch chain amino yeah. acids. So well. it is, in a sense, it is processed, but um, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with regard to the UPFs, the ultra processed foods. We're talking about foods that have been very processed, are hyperpalatable, can have a great mouthfeel, almost melt in your mouth, uh, that you only want more. Ultra-processed foods can be a little bit addictive because it's requiring, because the mouthfeel is so nice and you don't have to chew much, it's almost like, you know, drinking a soda. You're getting all those calories, you're getting all those carbs, but you're not feeling it because you're only drinking it. It's not yeah. necessarily all that filling. Hyperpalatable ultra-processed foods. You know, I think where the, the same I thing. think where the the argument comes up is when they make things like the Impossible Burger, 
and Ooh. things like that. Uh, you know, which do contain uh, highly processed yeah. protein isolates to boost their, because they're vegetarian. So they are trying to make their protein equivalent to the protein that you'd get in a regular hamburger. Yes. Uh, so that's where, you know, we're starting to have problems. Uh, you know, Bill Gates, now that we're talking about something, I know you're, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Uh, uh, the <laughs> inimitable B Bill Gates, having solved all our problems with delivering us wonderful computers and mobile devices, he's now moving on to something even more important, which is saving the world from inevitable destruction. Huh? Because what, what, what's left in life after you've made billions of dollars yes. and you've created a computer revolution? Well, let's move on to saving the planet from mm. existential you know, uh, oblivion. Mm -hmm. And so he, he is actually, and I, he, in an interview recently, he said that it would be desirable for people in advanced countries to completely eschew animal protein. And that was only, in a recent interview, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, they just should have, and, and he personally has invested millions of dollars yes. in these companies that make uh, synthetic meat. Yeah. Because he believes that this is the path to saving the planet from annihilation mm. uh, by, because it's, it, you know, it's lower on the food chain. It doesn't require as much environmental re resources. Mm -hmm. He's concerned about cow burps and methane production. And cow farts. It's it's the it, it's the burps that are the it's problem. The it's okay. the burps that are, because uh, they, they actually have you know like a stomach that has many. You they know, have two stomachs. Five is, stomachs or like they four. have okay. pre, post, and you know yeah. in, intermediate, and they process these foods and then the fermentation creates some methane. So yeah. it, the, it turns out that the methane is like a single digit contribution to the world carbon footprint and you know, the production of mm -hmm. these gases that are the global warming gases. So, But his, uh, he has a radical solution, which is to uh, get us via taxes and government edicts mm. to abandon meat. Mm. Uh, so, uh, however, he has no consideration of the health consequences of no, doing that. No, not at all. Yeah. But of the planet he does, but not of right. us human beings. Right. So, it. I mean, it, for the people who are true believers in this, it goes without question that eating vegetarian food is preferable to eating animal protein. Mm. You know, all the known harms of, you know, causes cancer and it causes heart disease and all that stuff. But that's not turning out to be true that's in terms of the, the actual case. research. Right. And it is, it is our, I mean, how do you go against millions of years of evolution and suddenly subject the human stomach and the human physiology to foods which have these protein isolates, which we say, look, it's protein. It's like fine. It, it's, it's, you know, it all breaks down to the same thing anyway. So let's give people this chemically processed protein isolate. Right. Which has a whole lot of other ingredients I don't like. Or, or residues or, yes. you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, and we can just have basically astronaut food, you know. Right. Uh, to meet our nutritional needs and, it, it reminds me of kind of Soylent Green. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the, if you go back, it's, a, it's kind of a crappy movie, but I've watched it. And uh, in that movie, uh, Charlton Heston uh, and um, uh, Edgar, uh, Edward G. Robinson, in his mm -hmm. last role, by the way, because he died right after that film was oh, made, wow. are like slavering and salivating over a fresh apple 
and a mm-hmm. small piece of real meat. Oh my goodness! It's like because it's like it, it, it's a very illicit act that they're committing because it's against the societal rules. Yeah. Uh, but I hope that we don't reach that point, you know, where under Bill Gates' uh, regimen, uh, we become renegades and outlaws, uh, you know, in, in eating, you know, this uh, you food which goes against the uh, <laughs> climate gurus yeah. um, uh, pronouncements about what we should be consuming. Right. Well, how dystopian. You know, I'm just going to have to don a Katniss braid like in Hunger Games and go be a hunter with my bow and arrow. With your and, bow and arrow, right. And get some squirrel <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah. wouldn't that be something? That's so okay. That, so that's the problem with the protein isolates. It's exactly. Like, you know, it's, exactly. Better you should eat real protein, but you know, if exactly, you want to supplement yeah. with some, you know, it's okay. Right, 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 right. Better, better you eat the food the way yeah. nature intended, and for your body to utilize it the way nature intended. That's really the best way to go. Yeah, it's paleo with all this processing, yeah. right? Yeah. Thank you, Gabby. One more question, if we can squeeze it in. Oh yes. This comes from Nathan. And every time I take a zinc supplement, I get nauseated. Yeah, that's pretty common. Right. Yeah. Could you tell me how I can overcome it? I I usually take it with food. Yeah. But what's going on here? Well, there's some people very sensitive to zinc. Yeah. And it is not uncommon for people to have problems with zinc, uh, usually in an empty stomach. Um, it's not so much with food. You know, you could play around with the different sources of zinc. Zinc picolinate is maybe better uh, right. tolerated. Zinc gluconate is one yeah. form of zinc. Can you think of any others? Uh, zinc citrate. citrate, gluconate. Right. I believe those are Or try it. your lower, lower dose. Try lower dose. So try 10 or 15 milligrams instead of 50 or 60. Yeah. Make sure your stomach is full. Yeah. Or even better yet, for many people... If you find that like it's repeating on you or something halfway through your meal, take it and then continue eating. So it's right. kind of sandwiched sandwiched in. between. Yeah, yeah, that's my which favorite we recommend in general for supplements. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that would be the way to take it. But do try a lower dose. It could be that the dose is too high, and maybe that's doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was easy to Otherwise, answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, but it's a common problem. And in fact, they just did a study on uh, vitamin C and zinc. Uh, and they concluded that, from that study, they concluded that, I'll have more to say about the study because I'm going to write for our newsletter on it, but uh, they gave 8 grams of vitamin C uh, and 50 milligrams of zinc daily to people who had early COVID. Mm. And what they found is that it didn't work. Mm. And so they published uh, an article with the title, Vitamins A to Z Don't Help COVID. Mm. Now, what they... If, if, you, if you take the study on face value, what they demonstrated is that vitamin C at pretty, you can't criticize that dose. That's a pretty high dose. Yeah. And zinc, 50 milligrams, that's a pretty good dose. I mean, mm-hmm. you might try higher doses like 100, 120 or 150 if you have ac- acute COVID. You can't take that long term, but, you know, in the face of an infection, you might take more. Yeah. But they demonstrated that it didn't help the COVID. But what they used as the criterion for success is they used... Uh, what's called, um, I think the term is futility. And futility is a 50% threshold of reduction of symptoms, mm-hmm. which is kind of what they're applying to the vaccines. They're saying vaccines aren't worth it if they don't reduce symptoms 50%. Yes. 
That's why we have now vaccines like 60, 70, 80, 90, 95. Those are the approved vaccines. If a vaccine were like 30% effective, they wouldn't approve it. Right. But when it comes to a supplement, well, I looked at the data in that. And so typically the people who didn't take uh, any vitamins, they had a, like a six-day COVID. Mm-hmm. But peop- they all had seemingly mild COVID. Um, the people who took the vitamin C and the zinc, they had like a, f- like a, a four-and-a-half-day COVID. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That wasn't 50% reduction. Right. It didn't meet the threshold. So the conclusion was it was worthless. I'll, <laughs> if I have COVID, I'll take a day I'm and a half I'm going to take off. my zinc and my C. <laughs> and that's the way it works for colds. I mean, yes. how many times have you had a cold and you've taken sure. like vitamin C and you've taken zinc? Yes, and it helps. And, and But it didn't make the cold disappear. No, but it can reduce the severity yes. and shorten the duration. I mean, some, at first I was disappointed. It works like I would an say, I would say too. oh my God, I still have a cold. But like, I think. But it's not knocking you out. Yeah. Right. It's not knocking you it, out. It, 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 it's a more... Right. It, it, it's in a... So, two problems to say. One is that they used a, like a... a, a f- they, they, they used a false uh, goal yeah. to prejudice them to deny the efficacy of the supplements. Mm-hmm. And number two... It was set up to fail. I think so. And yeah. the other thing is they used... Um, they used just two vitamins. Now, really, the more plausible vitamins... Are other ones? Mm. They. I would like to see the studies on omega three. I'd mm. like to see the studies on vitamin D. I yeah. think there are a lot of studies underway on vitamin D, and there continue to be studies on zinc. They haven't. Uh, they still are interested in vitamin in zinc because zinc uh, appears to be what it does is it amplifies the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin together. Right. It, it, those things. <clears throat> alone plus those things com- with zinc were compared. And if you added zinc to that combination, you got a better result. Right. Anyway, I'll, I'll write about that. I promise, you know, uh, I have things. Quercetin. It just got my goat that that study you sure. know, uh, was publicized. And again, it was, you know, anti-supplement propaganda, in my opinion. Exactly. Uh, I mean, by the way, I don't blame the authors. I blame the people who uh, interpret that study because the authors, you know, qualify it by saying, well, you know, the more research needs to be done. We so far didn't demonstrate the, mm-hmm. the, the you know, the efficacy. They're not evil. They're just, uh, they got used. They got, you know. Right. Right. They got used for that particular purpose. Yep. To support a narrative. To support a narrative. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your questions. Radio program at AOL.com. Thank you very much. Keep them coming. Thank you, Layla. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212 212- Seven seven nine one seven four four. That's two one two seven seven nine one seven four four. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.